Liz Cheney loses badly in Wyoming, and former CIA director Michael Hayden has a ridiculous take on the Republican Party. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day and lots of laughs, too. Follow the Three Martini Lunch wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. We've been seeing leaks over and over, just very selective leaks coming out of justice over parts of this document. So can leak some of it. Why not let the public see all of it? Uh, they have no problem giving the New York Times or the Washington Post very selected uh, pieces of it. Let's see the whole thing. I mean, this was an unprecedented action that was taken. If it was justified, as they're claiming, they should want it to be out there in the public domain, yet they're still fighting to keep it private. This is Well, the affidavit is going to, well, it, it's going to be unsealed probably only after they, what is it, they black out everything that's telling in it? after they redact everything that's telling in it i mean that's 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 the only way this is coming out that was steve scalise by the way happy friday to you dana lash here it's been a busy week we've all been so busy and so many things coming out with just this i mean we had the news yesterday we were kind of waiting because we had that hearing and we were waiting to see i kind of i didn't think it was going to happen like yesterday you know that we were going to get this stuff but I, I mean, I at least thought it would be a little bit, you know, kind of speed this up a little bit, please. We're all we're all waiting. We're all waiting to see what's going on. We all want to see the reasons behind this, uh, this, this search, this raid. And then there's all these lingering questions about the FBI, everything else. So welcome to the show. It's Friday. Got a lot of stuff to discuss today, including a bunch of stuff related to the GOP. And then later on, as promised, I'm going to open up some phone lines and I'll let you know when we do that. I'll give you a heads up and you'll have because we don't really we don't do that a whole heck of a lot because it's been so crazy and there's so much to get into. And I'm trying to answer everybody's questions and all that. But first and foremost, so this is just the latest what we have. So the so yesterday in this the hearing that was that was ongoing, the only stuff that has been. Uh, made available thus far is a bunch of like forms that don't tell you anything there's there's nothing in here that actually gives you any information the things that were unsealed yesterday include the sealing order the motion to seal the criminal cover sheet it's all like heavily these are just like forms 
None of this gets into, none of this at all gets into exactly what their reasons were for raiding Mar-a-Lago. So none of this is helpful. And then the affidavit itself, the affidavit itself is going to apparently, after it's redacted, it'll be unsealed and released next week. So that is, that's what we have. Now, DOJ official Jay Bratt said there's real concern here for the safety of the witnesses. Is there, though? I'm not quite sure. I mean, what, what do you mean safety of the witnesses? It's conservatives haven't been going after people. It's been the left. But I, I, I just, I don't know. I just don't believe any of this. I'm not going to believe a single thing until I see it. Jay Brad said the investigation is in its early stages. And so he said that there's real, you know, concern for the witnesses here. What witnesses? There's this rumor going around that it was Jared Kushner. I don't think so. I don't think it was. I know that's why I can't tell you how many of you, how many of you email me and they're like, what do you, what do you think? I don't think it was. I don't know. Someone said it was Matt Gates. Are you crazy? No, it's not. Come on. Come on. Cooler heads, man. Cooler heads. Everybody's been blamed for it. If they had a dog, the dog would be blamed too. I'm pretty sure at this, the only person who hasn't been blamed at this point is Baron Trump. That's the only person who hasn't been named is Baron, is Baron Trump. God bless him. Oh, so that's, so we're not going to have that till next week. I'm not going to speculate. I don't know about the, nobody knows. Nobody knows anything that you're hearing from people. They just, they don't know. They're just, they're running their mouth. They have no clue. Nobody's in the know. What I saw yesterday, let me pull up this headline. Because there were a number of, I guess, establishment or GOPE. Yeah, that we're out there telling everyone to stop being so mean to the FBI. Quit criticizing our agencies, you mean, hateful people. And then I saw this. Some dude, who is this dude? Edward, I don't know who Edward Luce is. Edward Luce is some guy. He uh, was talking about covering extremism. He's some journalist, some blue check. He said, I've covered extremism and violent ideologies around the world over my career, have never come across a political force more nihilistic, dangerous and contemptible than today's Republicans. Nothing close. I love when people use words like nihilistic and they have no idea what the hell they mean. Words have meanings. And I get that you sort of like, you know, cliff note versioned your way through college and you thought you learned just enough about vocabulary to come off as, you know, sort of being intelligent. But you look like a douchebag when you use words like this. And it's completely not anywhere close to describing the political ideology of Republicans. Please, for the love of all things holy, go get lost in a Brooks Brothers store. We don't want to hear from you anymore. But that's not the rub. That's not the rub. The rub was this. This guy named General Michael Hayden, retired United States Air Force, former director of CIA and NSA. Hmm. You know, nothing says trust in your spy agencies like the former head of the CIA and National Security Administration, retweeting the Edward Luce tweet and saying, quote, I agree, and I was the CIA director. I want to be lectured again by another Republican establishment about why I shouldn't criticize these agencies. Oh, for the love. Come lecture me right now. I double-dog dare you. You might limp back. Come lecture me. 
This is the CIA director that's saying this stuff. And you wonder why people don't trust these agencies because these they, look how high they are off their own farts. This guy thinks he is all that and, a, you know, a bag of sixlets. He's not. Look at it. He's like, I, I agree. And I was the CIA director. I was I was the I was the NSA CIA and NSA. This is a guy who is a former CIA director who apparently believes that half of the country is like contemptible and nihilistic and horrible and dangerous and threatening. Don't you think that that's a problem? It's a huge problem. And it's a huge problem that anybody would defend this because there were some, believe it or not. I mean, the, the, these are people who are who ran and had positions of influence in these spy agencies that we are criticizing now. I mean, we, we know what, you know, the, the text of like Peter. St- I'm not going to sit here and explain why we are criticizing our agencies. Let me tell you something. Even if these people never done a damn thing, it is literally part of your DNA as an American to question these agencies. Where are these people getting off that somehow we don't have the right or any kind of, of authority or. at all any expectation of criticizing these agencies even when they're not doing anything wrong you should be suspicious of them because that is what america is we are not supposed to be comfortable with big government we're only supposed to be modestly somewhat begrudgingly you know cooperative with the existing as it was article one section eight federal government that was established for us by people way smarter than all these people in government today so even if you have every right to criticize these agencies, who this is this is what these people are bragging and they, they're, they're little appeal to authority. Well, I was I was former director of the CIA. Yeah, that just tells me how far how, how far our agencies have fallen. How far our agencies have fallen and how shallow the pool of picks for such positions. That is what this says to me. Just inexcusable. Okay, so I have more on this. I also want to switch gears and take a little peeky here over at some of the stuff going on in the Senate. I'm going to be talking about the Senate almost every day. I think that Mitch McConnell is a Rorschach test. I do. I'm actually, I'm pretty ambivalent on him. You know, I really am. I'm not... um, I, I just don't, because I don't get into the power jockeying. I don't care about the power jockeying. I really don't. I just want to be left alone. All right, if you can leave me alone, then I think we can hang. If you're not about leaving me alone, then I'm going to come for you. That's that's kind of it. You come for me, I come for you. That's I think that's how voters should really think of this stuff. But as far as Mitch McConnell's concerned, there are people who are in the Republican Party and in the conservative sphere who are trying to act like they're not political and they're more ideological and they are way political. Let's be real. These are people who absolutely care about who is in power and who's controlling what seat and who's controlling what committee and who's doing what. And there are people who care so much more about that. They care more about it than they do about the health of, of you know, the, the overall electoral chances for Republicans. And this is a problem. Um, I think a lot of people are... Uh, and I've seen this a lot. I see a lot of people, you know, talking about and criticizing Mitch McConnell. And there's a lot, there's things to criticize Mitch McConnell for. There's things to criticize everybody for. But I still maintain that all of the, some of the stuff that people love best about Trump 
was happened because Mitch McConnell enacted it, whether it's the second half of Trump's term where he had all these judges come through, you know, whatever it is. Mitch McConnell helped make it happen, helped make SCOTUS happen. He shepherded those candidates through. He helped protect Brett Kavanaugh. And so I don't think you can discount that in the overall Mitch McConnell thing. I know Steve Bannon, who I've known for longer than anyone in the media talking about him. No one in the media knows him like I do. Nobody. Known him for over a decade. I know that's his like big fetish to, you know, go off on Mitch McConnell and pretend that he can call people and make things happen. That's like been his whole career and it's nothing. No, I, it's a joke, but I think that's his talking point because he wants to put people in. He needs people to be in power so he can have access to that power. That's what that's all about. And he's kind of been leading the charge on this. And I don't know why people are, are giving him any kind of, why are people putting stock in the opinion of a guy who's ridden everybody's coattails from Sarah Palin to Andrew Breitbart to get to where he is? Uh, It doesn't make any sense. He's like led the charge on this. Now, I'm not holding my ambivalent position because of my personal loathing for a guy that I've known longer than anyone who's talking about him and have worked with personally now. But I'm kind of looking at the board here. There's nobody in the Senate that could take his spot. And there's nobody who knows the parliamentary procedure and has that knowledge required in order to make things happen in the Senate. There's nobody that could step up and do his job. I mean, nobody. Not Mike Lee. Mike Lee couldn't do it. I love love Mike Lee. Mike Lee, I mean, as a a politician, he's, you know, I'm pleased with some of the stuff he's done. Mike Lee couldn't do this. It's a whole different bag. Mitch McConnell is a really good poker player. And that's good and bad, right? But he'll go to war with the cards you give him. Now, the reason I'm bringing all of this up is because there's a lot of After we talked about this yesterday, there's a lot of back and forth about the Senate in Pennsylvania. This is such a hot mess of a race. And a lot of people are mad about the at the the spending on media buys and they're blaming NRSC, which is run by Rick Scott, by the way. If you're going to get mad at somebody for doing something, get mad at Rick Scott. Mitch McConnell doesn't run NRSC. And I think that there's some conflation here. Oh, I'm all about targeting and feathering people when they when they mess up. But you just need to tar and feather the right people. So we're going to, I want to jump into that here in a little bit. I also, what I said yesterday, I'm going to get some feedback from people later on in the program because this GOPE, everybody's trying to break out of the woodwork. I got into a fight with, um, who is it? Bernard Goldberg's guy? Like it wasn't even Bernard Goldberg. It was like a stan. Like the hell, who are you? Anyway, all these GOPE coming out and they think that this is, this is the time. That, that we're going to make our influence known and take the party back from Trump. These people don't get it. And I'm going to get your feedback on this, too. We've got a lot. We have some uh, stuff on the tax bill, some, uh, some of the latest on this. Energy. Joe Manchin's trying to backpedal, which is not going to work. Uh, all kinds of stuff coming up here for you. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. 
order. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 998899. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So a 55-year-old thug in New York City who put on gloves to knock out a diner in the head, knocking him to the sidewalk, causing his brain to bleed and for him to have brain surgery, who's also apparently has has a, a super long rap sheet that includes charges for rape and, and all kinds of stuff. Uh, he's... He was arrested for attempted murder, and the DA charged him with a misdemeanor. The victim is still in a coma, and he's got a fractured skull. Yeah, the guy was in prison for rape, and three years after he gets out of prison for rape, he decides, Bui Van Fu decides to knock out this dude who left a restaurant, and he's now charged with third-degree assault and second-degree harassment. They don't carry bail requirements. This is what's going on in New York City. This is the stuff that's happening. Rapists, repeat offenders, people who like uh, try to murder people, they get slaps on the wrist, and the innocent have to live in fear because the, the legal system there has a fetish for protecting criminals. It's disgusting. America's $30 billion legalized cannabis industry is starting an explosion. This is a study of teen users and mental health time, blah, 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 blah. They have candy. They have candy themed products sold with minimal oversight, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't know. I really don't. I don't even care about cannabis and pot. I don't care. All these people have asked me, why don't you speak up for this? Shut up. I, because when I can carry my gun in all 50 states, then I'll turn to your pet project. This is a constitutional right. Uh, but they said states need to regulate the $30 billion to trade uh, and, and to protect addiction-prone youth. So they got to spend more money for this. Take it from the taxes. If you're a regular listener, then you've heard me talk about Keltec and all the reasons why they're one of my personal favorites when it comes to firearms. Privately owned family company, Keltec has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, Keltec doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P50. The P50 platform is based around a 50-round double-stack magazine, which lays horizontally along the top of the grip. The 5.7 cartridge comes in several variants from sporting, hunting, to personal defense, and with how easy it handles its smooth shooting because it's well-balanced and thus accurate. You can definitely see Keltec's reliability and quality at work. The P50 is fun on the range, but it's also great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P50 and all other Keltec weapons and products, check out keltecweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. Keltec creating innovative quality firearms to help secure your world. Keltechweapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Well, I'm, I'm understanding there's a backlog. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a fan of the credits, okay? I'm a fan of basically building a supply chain here so we don't have to be dependent on, on China to send their batteries and their anodes and cathodes and everything. So I've always said that. People are waiting a year right now to get their to get their cars. Well, why would you give a discount? Why should the government give a discount when you're willing to wait for a year for a product you want? 
we're going to do something, do something productive and good. It doesn't make any sense. That's West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin, who said, oh, yeah, I'm not a fan of that 7,500 electric vehicle purchase tax credit that's in the tax bill. So welcome back to the show. Happy Friday to you. Dana Lash here. Didn't uh, Ford increase the price of their EVs by... Oh, 7,500. That's so interesting. 8,000. Oh, sorry. 8,000. No, between six to 8,500. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Bye-bye tax credit. Yeah. They, oh, and they said, and but Ford was like, no, 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 no. GM and Ford, they said, no, no, no. It's, it's because of, um, that just, the timing just happened weird. It's because of inflation and supply chain issues. No, I don't believe you. Nobody believes you. So right after that happened, they increased their prices. Nice. Nice, isn't it? And I don't believe, uh, I don't believe Manchin. I don't think Manchin cares one way or the other about the electric vehicle purchase tax. I just think it's so stupid. It's a tax credit to get, oh, you're going to take, what, $7,000 off of a, you know, a car that is is basically this, like, almost what people, the average American makes in a year. Oh, (laughs) real helpful there. (laughs) Good job there. Yeah, let's go hungry. And not be able to pay our bills and end up being homeless and have our children not be able to afford clothing and basic necessities so that we can, you know, virtue vogue and purchase a stupid electric vehicle. This makes me hate electric vehicles even more. I don't hate them, but it makes me want to hate them. It makes me want to kick one of them when I see it. I mean, I'm not I'm not encouraging you to do that. But, you know, in my mind, you know, that's different. But I just whenever the government tries to push me into something. There, this is what it is to be an American. You don't want to do it. Like when, for example, and I say this kind of jokingly, and I love it how all the progressive media, after I said this, like during lockdown, they all took it and were like, oh my gosh, Dana Lash says she actually licks doorknobs. Yeah, go run with that. That's okay. Because when they were saying, oh, well, you gotta, you gotta be locked down. You gotta be terrified of this virus everywhere. I mean, I'm a germaphobe by that's just I've always been that way. I'm the person that if I if you're on the airplane with me, I'm gonna wipe down your seat before I let you sit down. I don't even know who you are and I'll do it. I've done it to people all the time. I wipe down movie theater seats. I'm that person. You know, if I see you get a tray out and there's stuff on it, I can't I can't live with myself because it bothers me even though it's your tray. I don't care. I gotta wipe it down. It just I don't know what it is. It's an OCD thing, maybe. I just it sticks in my brain and I can't I can't get rid of it. But then after this lockdown and everyone's telling you to be hyper afraid of everything, all of a sudden I just didn't care. I grabbed doorknobs for the first time in my life. Oh, I'm the queen of opening a door without using my hands. It doesn't matter what kind of door it is. I don't care. I'll be able to open it. However, I'm really good. You know, like that one dude, that Florida man who had no arms and he literally stabbed somebody with his feet and then ran away still. I am that level with opening a door. Doesn't matter what kind. I just, I just resisted it. And now when you have the government, trying, and by go- Democrats, trying to force you into buying electric vehicles, I just, all I want to do is spend a day filling up my tank and then running the gas out. That's all I want to do, right? Day in and day out. Let's go on a road trip to nowhere. I don't care. Where? I don't care. I could just drive, I'll drive around my neighborhood for, you know, I'll just drive around my neighborhood for all day. I don't care. Just It just makes me want to do that. I get resentful and I get crabby about it. I don't like being told what to do. I'm a grown person. 
I pay my bills. I allow the government to steal from me in the name of, quote unquote, doing good and calling it taxes. You know, I do my I, 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 I am a good citizen. I can do what I want. And if I don't want to drive an electric vehicle, I'm not going to drive it. Besides, all of them look stupid anyway. I, if you have one, that's great. High five. I'm not going to apologize for thinking they look dumb because they do. Kane, is there, I'm sure my husband will disagree with me and that's okay. He can be wrong. But they look, they, they look like uh, Nan cars. No offense to Nans out there. You know what I mean? It's like the equivalent of an of a, of a automotive nurse's shoe. Like an old-timey nurse shoe. Like from the 70s. You know what I'm talking about? The, the weird loafers that were... They, you, they weren't really made of leather and you don't know what it was. And it was like a loafer that had like a crinkled top. I don't know. Like it was weird. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. The perforated tongue? You know what I'm talking about? Like those. It's the equivalent of those shoes in a car form. They're ugly. I'm just not going to be pushed into, an, into that. For what? So I can pretend that I'm being greener because I can't see the pollution that I've sent to China? So I can pretend to be greener while I ignore the fact that the cobalt needed to make my stupid overpriced vehicle run was probably handpicked by children in Congo? Really? Because that just doesn't feel green. Doesn't feel green at all. I just hate the lie. If someone came up to me and said, I got an electric vehicle... Not because I care about, you know, the earth or whatever. I just think they're cool and I, I like gadgets. And I'd be like, good for you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Let's chill. But if you came up to me and said, I've got a green car because I love Mother Earth. And you're an earth raper if you don't have an EV. Then I'm going to make fun of you and do what I'm doing. He says, Manchin's like, oh, I'm not a fan of this. You know what else he said? Let me pull this up. Because this was on, uh, he, he tweeted out. Households earning $400,000 per year or less and small businesses will not see an increase in the chances. Wait, look at this KG language in the chances that they are audited by the IRS because of the Inflation Reduction Act. I will not allow the IRS to harass taxpaying West Virginians or West Virginia small businesses. Yeah, you'll just have them come and aggravate all of us, right? Because he rejected the Crapo Act. He was one of the senators who voted against it. What are you talking about, dude? And I pointed this out. I said, no one believes you because you rejected the amendment, which would have explicitly protected $400,000 and under as the bill's text absolutely does not. Absolutely does not. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, and for him to, to push this, I will not allow, dude, you will. And you did, you rolled over. They rubbed your belly and you rolled over. So nobody, nobody believes, nobody believes us. It is what it is. I'm just wondering like how, I see all these auto manufacturers virtue signaling about making EVs. Can they stop? Were we talking about the Challenger and the Charger the other day? You're killing my soul. Man, you might as well just like take an American Eagle and beat it to death at this point. Jeez, it's killing me. The energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, I'm going to talk about getting positions for which you're not qualified. She says that billions in upgrades to the power grid are needed for widespread EV adoption. Duh. Told you guys this. What do you think that you're going to... What do people think? Oh, we're just going to be able to... We're going to be able to switch all of this up and we're not going to need to do any improvements to the power grid because the current grid would die trying to handle all of this. It would fry out. She says that 
billions of dollars in upgrades are going to be needed. More of your tax dollars. Isn't that lovely? The power grid definitely needs to be upgraded. She says we we have to do that. We have to add resiliency to the grid. And they'll never be able to get off coal because, uh, you know, where electricity comes from and all. Little, little difficult facts for these people. She says, you know, um, we're going to get out guidance about renewable, renewable energy tax credits. So, like, you can put solar panels on your roof right away. You, know, you mean the ones that cost $15,000 for a panel? For N panel? $15,000? And that was just, like, what, six, seven years ago? They're probably more now. You're to, oh, and with rare earth minerals that are made, these things are made in China. With rare earth minerals that are sourced from China because they have the monopoly on it. So more control given to China, more money given to China. Yeah. What is the average? Let me look this up because it was 15,000, right? Average cost for a solar panel now because they are so well, expensive. They make, they make different ones. 100 no, they waters don't. They're all expensive, waters. dude. They make 500 waters. So it here's consumer affairs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're super pricey. They and if to get an, a solar system for a house, it's three to five dollars per watt. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So if you're gonna put, you know, say you have like a twenty a two thousand square foot house. It's estimated that you're looking about twenty to forty thousand dollars, and all of this is going to be determined by how much electricity you use every day. Plus, you have to have a battery bank, inverters. You have to have. There's a lot more equipment that goes along than just mm-hmm. you know the panels. Mm-hmm. It uses a lot of space. There's a lot of pollution with regard to creating them, and. I just, I, I, I don't know. And plus, I mean, you, you have to have the size of a roof to have enough solar panels on it to even offset the energy usage anyway. But, yeah, and the battery system and all that stuff. Oh, also, if it gets cold and you have, like, solar and battery backup and all that stuff, that doesn't work. Remember how we did the big freeze? We're actually, we're actually going to be burying a generator in propane. That's what we're getting ready to do. Because after that, I, was, I told you I was obsessed with this. It was going to happen. So it's happening. And I had, uh, I had a little solar-powered rinky-dink thing, too. And I had an you know, electric battery. I had a, you know, a backup and all this stuff. Guess what coal does to batteries? That's right. How's that going to work when you got EVs you know, up north? How's that going to work the winter months, like in Michigan? Well, they've already Nebraska. seen problems running the cars and their inside systems like ACs or heaters, mm-hmm. it totally depletes the batteries way faster. And they find that their range is much lower and their convenience, obviously, mm. as a result, much lower. Boy, it sounds like it really is worth the payoff. See, this is there's just so much to this. They have the, I was looking at Consumer Affairs. They, they break it down by state. So by, it, and it varies by state. Um, they but they look at and you only get they go oh, but you get a tax credit oh great you mean you get a couple thousand dollars tax credit <laughs> what about when per panel it's like you know look you're looking at fifteen thousand seven hundred twenty dollars in dc in idaho it's seventeen thousand this is crazy i'm looking at texas here oh fourteen thousand eight hundred twenty dollars that's all just you know two dollars and sixty cents per watt 
Oh, but hey, you get a $3,000 tax credit. <laughs> Stupid. All of their solutions are based on you buying more stuff. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's crazy. That's what, it all, it's what it's all about. It's also, it's also goofy. Golly. So coming up in our second hour, we haven't done it in a while. I'm going to be opening up phone lines because and specifically... And I'm only looking because I'm. This is the feedback I'm looking for. All of the this stuff, like like I, you know, how you had Mike Pence lecturing people, how you know, don't attack the FBI or say whatever. I just shared with you the the story about the guy who's bragging how he used to run the CIA and he hates Republicans and conservatives and thinks that basically they're the devil. I'll reread that tweet for you as we get into it. But it's like these people think that they see an opportunity. To come back out. Oh, we've got to right the ship. I got in a, I got in an argument. I'll share this with you. Coming up with some stand for Bernard Barnard Bernard Goldberg. I have no. I don't read this guy. I just saw a headline and he's like, "Well, I left the Republican Party," and I'm just like, "I'm so tired of these stupid things. These stupid thirsty pieces, right? Because it's all. It's like they're more annoying than TikTok stuff." And one of his stands was like, yeah, but didn't you write a column about Trump and you were you 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 didn't want to you didn't want to support him. And I, I responded back. Yeah, McThirsty, when he was like one of eight candidates in a primary and he was an unknown entity with no prior voting record at all whatsoever to go off of. I'm like, but now that we know now that he's got a record, tell me what principles differ from yours. Lower taxes, stronger foreign policy life strong uh, uh oh and deregulation i mean what about these is not a republican position how are you going on like well, i'm gonna leave the republican party you have less room to say that now than you did before he was in office as ransomware and other cyber attacks continue to sweep the nation traditional antiviruses continue to fail as they cannot detect new malware and ransomware and that's because they operate off a blacklist and many of these antiviruses are made in the same foreign countries that the malware originates from PCmatic is the only solution that is 100% made in America and uses proprietary whitelist technology to protect against all known and unknown cyber threats including ransomware malware identity theft and nation state attacks PCmatic protects homes and businesses of all sizes PCmatic also makes your computers run faster by performing automated maintenance and system optimization. Protect your devices with an American-made cyber solution. PCmatic is just $50 for five devices for one entire year with a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Act now and receive $5 off your entire order of PCmatic protection by visiting PCmatic.com Dana. Again, to protect you and your family from ransomware, malware, and other cyber threats, visit PCmatic.com Dana. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. I think the, the, there's a, probably a greater likelihood the House flips than the Senate. Senate races are just different. They're statewide. Uh, candidate quality has a lot to do with the outcome. Hmm. That is Mitch McConnell. That was a very interesting little soundbite that he had there. Candidate quality is a... You know, he's look, I'm going to be real. He's not wrong on that issue. You know, I don't agree with him on everything. And I shouldn't even have to say that to say that I think that some of this is a Rorschach test. I noted that someone was saying earlier, a lot of the people who are complaining about him don't have. uh, She's worked with Ron DeSantis and that Ellen Carmichael. She says all the people complaining about Mitch McConnell sure don't have a problem with him spending tens of millions to help their handpicked and 
superbly weak GOP candidates in general elections that any other candidate could have won. So you have, you know, everybody wants the same result. They, they want to be able to control the chamber, the Senate chamber. That's, you know, that everybody has a So let's just acknowledge that first and foremost, right? I think with McConnell, and he's not incorrect there. For instance, Missouri, I mean, a lot of people wondered if they were going to go with, uh, instead of getting Eric Schmidt, which put that Senate seat in a reliably red, I mean, that's not even considered Leansdom. That's like our Leans uh, Republican. It's likely Republican by every, you know, whether it's Sabato, whether it's, uh, uh, Cook, whether it's RC, I mean, it's it is reliably red now. Whereas if that Greitens guy would have gotten it, you probably could have seen that go toss up because he was going against a Bush beer heiress. So that's a you know uh, uh, these are these are it's concerning. Like Pennsylvania. Now I'm not. I'll be the first to tell you, and I've talked about it before. I think Dr. Oz is one of the worst Republican candidates, weakest that you could put up. But at this point, it's a game of numbers, you know. And so when McConnell talks about this stuff, he's not wrong. Uh, The issue is, like, for instance, in Pennsylvania, I wrote a piece that I sent out this morning. It almost feels like Republicans are trying to lose that. I don't know what's and and by Republicans, I mean, Oz and his own team. Rick Scott, apparently, you know, over at NRSC, I don't know what's going on with the ad buys and the funding and all of this. And I don't think that some people are withholding anything as a way for punishment either. I I actually don't believe that. But one thing I do believe is that there are enough of these GOPE folks coming out of the woodwork. They smell an opportunity and they think that they're going to sideline grassroots again. We'll talk about that and open the phone lines next. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. Welcome to the program. Happy Friday to you. I'm Dana Lash, your lovable curmudgeon hostess. And here in just a moment, we're going to be opening up phone lines for the first time in a long time because I'm very curious specifically as to your thoughts about some of the stuff that we've seen lately with regards to some of these Republican candidates lecturing voters about certain things. I'm going to get into that. Specifically, I, we, uh, we have uh, the Liz Cheney stuff and the Mike Pence stuff. I had pieces come out about that this week. I also am kind of interested, too, in this idea of Mitch McConnell being a Rorschach test. Because I don't know if, it, I, I don't know if people love him or I don't know. I, I don't think it has to be either or. And I go back to how he was able to deliver Trump's full judicial agenda the second half of his term. But then I look at, and this is more Rick Scott, I think, than it is Mitch McConnell. Because 
This is all the NRSC, the National Republican Senatorial Committee. Rick Scott is the chairman of this, and this is why I bring him into it. The NRSC is involved in these Senate races, and I'm looking, for instance, at Pennsylvania. Here's the headline of the piece this morning. This is a real thing. This is the one where it's, it's uh, what's his face? Dr. Oz versus John Fetterman, the pretend everyman. Here's the headline. Are Republicans giving up in a Senate race where the Democrat chased down a random black jogger with a shotgun? Here's the news. This was from 2013. Listen to this. It happened just down the road by Braddock Mayor Fetterman's home when he heard what he thought was assault rifle gunfire. He chased a man that he thought was responsible, then pulled a shotgun to confront him until police arrived. With my son, my four-year-old son, and I heard approximately a dozen or more what what clearly sounded like assault rifle uh, gunshots go off. Mayor John Fetterman says he rushed his son inside, called 911, and took off in his truck after a masked man in black he saw running. But Chris Mayeres, the man Fetterman confronted, turns out to be an innocent jogger who police say had no weapon. There wasn't any assault rifle shots. It was bottle rockets behind the library. Mayor Fetterman did have a weapon. A 20-gauge shotgun uh, in, in mm-hmm. the, under the back seat of my truck, which I pulled out and I, I showed to just say, look, yeah, we're going to wait here disputed. and we're going to get this all sorted out when the police arrive. Mieres and the mayor tell very different stories. He says Fetterman followed me into North Braddock and pulled a shotgun and aimed it at my chest. Did you point the shotgun at him? No, I did not. I pointed it, you know, away so uh, that he would see that I was armed, but mm-hmm. I did not point it at him. In fact, I didn't even have a round chambered or the uh, remove the safety at that point. Why would you have to remove the safety if you didn't have anything chambered? Also, what? I mean, what? How, how do I gun? That's the guy. He ended up becoming the lieutenant governor of Pennsylvania. John Fetterman. I don't know why. I don't know how. I mean, and because race is important to the left, I just felt, you know, that they should know. They have, I mean, I guess kind of like their own McMichael here, running down, you know, joggers. I'm just saying. I mean, it's weird. I Admittedly, like I said, I haven't paid a lot of attention to it because I'm not going to go up and, and also because I didn't know if Dr. Oz is a real Republican. He's, you know, I've written about it. I talked about it before. But you know, we talked about this yesterday. They had gotten into a fight over who's the more regular person because Fetterman got mad when Oz made a video talking about how much inflation has increased the price of groceries. And he used the word crudite. And Fetterman was standing in his bougie ass loft trying to pretend that he didn't that, you know, well, the average dude. Again, I just want to recap. He is 53. He's lived off his, he, he's only worked in the private sector two years of his life as a, a what is it, an underwriter or whatever for Chubb for two years. And then he uh, lived off his parents. He was mayor of Braddock. And then he stopped living off his parents when he got a six-figure lieutenant governor job. He lives in this bougie loft that's been written up by Design Sponge and all of the like, you know, really cool design places and, you know, all this. And he... He tries to, like, maintain this image of this tough everyman. I loved the very authoritative, well, it clearly sounded like the sound of a salt rifle fire. Oh, my gosh. It's like me talking to Kane about football. Well, Kane, that, li- li- that clearly was a tackle in the down zone when the, I mean, that's what it, lit- it's the same thing. 
Democrats don't have problems with white politicians chasing down black joggers with shotguns, just so long as the politicians doing it are Democrats, right? Then it's okay. He's like, I clear, I believe I did the right thing, but I may have broken the law. No joke. You think? But he, they're in this fight as to who's the bigger ready man. I, I was looking at the Fetterman's backstory. You know, he's, he's got in trouble for not paying his taxes. He sits here and yells at everybody else about paying their fair share, but got in trouble and, because he wasn't even paying his own taxes. But the thing that really gets me is that Fetterman's spending four times as much on ads than Oz. And Oz is apparently a super weak campaigner and he's super weak on messaging and he makes the stupidest ads. And, you know, I get it. It's like, you know, picking it's the it's like that one South Park song, Kane. You know, you got a choice between. You know what I mean? I, but I just I, I don't know why Oz or any of the people on his campaign did not see the. I, I said F or posted video wherein Fetterman bizarrely defends himself, literally running down this black jogger with a shotgun. I mean, that's a free campaign ad. I have made in my mind a freelian ads from that video already. I don't know what's going on here. Why is NRSC? What's the, up with the ad spending? I mean, granted, Oz is not a good candidate and should never have been endorsed by anyone, particularly Trump. But this is a the seats are a numbers game. And it's about controlling the chamber at this point. So you got to play the cards that you're dealt. I'm just curious, though, about the Scott thing. Now, here's where this all kind of converges. Some of the speculation on social media is that, well, this is because Republicans, they are they're wanting to punish people. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think it is because I, 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 I think that some of it has to be the candidate and the campaign, because I've seen really good candidates and uh, that had bad campaigns. And the party tried to help them. And it's just when you have candidates who just don't know what they're doing, but think they do, that's a problem. So I don't know if that's a variable here or not. However, I just, this idea of what is or is not a good campaign. I think that that states and, and, and districts, obviously, you need to make sure that you're getting the best person possible and don't let out-of-staters come in and tell you who to go for, right? If you know who you're going to go for, you've been there, you've been on the ground. I only like... I only get involved in stuff if I've been in there or if, it, if there's like a crazy issue. I mean, otherwise, you know, you're, you're kind of responsible for your own area, right? We all have got our own responsibilities. But this idea of candidates. So I've been, I've been back and forth. This guy who's a stand for Bernard Goldberg. I can't tell you what Bernard Goldberg does. We've been going back and forth. Because Goldberg, like Liz Cheney, Liz Cheney says she's running to save the party, whatever that means, or she might run for president to save the party. All these people keep talking about my principles and my values. And Bernard Goldberg's like, I'm leaving the Republican Party. And the most of us are, are, are reacting like, uh, we didn't even know you had, were here still. And all of that. But what, what, about, what, is, what are they opposed to? I mean, aren't the shared values supposed to be lower taxes? Strong on life, strong on leaving us alone, <laughs> strong two way. You have Republicans that think that it's they they think it's okay to use government to get what they want, but while complaining about big government. Then you have conservatives who realize this fallacy, but we make it work, right? We make it work with this coalition. I just don't understand what the values they're opposing. What, they're, what, what, what values are they talking about? And furthermore, where do these people get off, like these self-appointed bouncers? 
You had Mike Pence the other day lecturing everybody. You can't say bad things about the FBI. Where was this guy when all this stuff was happening? FBI calling parents terrorists. Or what about in the wake of 2016 with the FISA court? All of these people who are talking about this stuff now were so silent for the past four years on all of this stuff. So why should you, why should we listen to them now? On this point, I want to open up phone lines. Bear with Steve, because we have kind of a rudimentary system. 844-344-DANA is the number to call to join the program. We'll be taking some of your calls throughout the rest of the program. 844-344-DANA is the number to call. And I'm curious as to your thoughts on those specific issues. Because they, I feel like these people think that there's an audience for that. And I think we're just, we just, we don't want to be lectured to by people who have not been there. We feel like they've been MIA for the past four years, right? It doesn't, doesn't make any, I just, it's frustrating to me. I, I don't, I don't get it. Now, I've noticed too, some of these people are even going so far as to act as though they wouldn't support even somebody like Ron DeSantis. And at some point, you just stop being a Republican. You know, when you're going on and on and on at that, to that degree, you just have stopped being a Republican. I, what are these, and I've asked some of these people, what are the shared principles? What are, what are these principles? Everyone talks about, oh, but my values, my, okay, well then what is being, what is, what is, what is being violated here? Because the way that I'm looking at it, I thought that we all agreed that these were these were positions on which we had some, you know, like this one guy, I mean, this Bernard Goldberg stand. He goes, you know, what happened was wrong, ignoring or grossly downplaying the months long post-election efforts that caused, you know, he keeps going on and on about J6. And I'm like, your description sounds like more appropriate for what followed the 2016 election, not 2020. And he goes, oh, reflexive, what about is That is such a lame argument from people who aren't smart enough to articulate anything. I mean, this, I'm, I'm, I'm gracing this guy with the presence of my conversation. I know that sounds snotty, and I mean every syllable of it. He's as dumb as a box of rocks. This is so stupid. But I'm making an example out of him. I'm just, he's, he's like, oh, I'm referring to who stood up to, I, he's just, this is so dumb. Reflexive, what about, no, it's pointing out your inconsistency. That's not what aboutism to say you people were completely silent when a FISA court broke down the firewall but tr- and, and actually abused their authority to target political opposition. You people were silent when an agency was violating FARA regulations so that they could sell oppo as probable cause to use to spy on people. You people were absolutely silent when the FBI was, was classifying through targeting uh, the categorization in their system parents as domestic terrorists. I mean, I could go on and on. There's like a whole list of this stuff. It's, it's incredibly frustrating. But they want to sit here and go on and on and on about what? A roundly condemned breakaway riot? If they think that that's what an insurrection is, these people are going to crap their pants if they ever find themselves in an actual conflict. It's just, it's ridiculous. It's hyperbole. So 844-344-DANA, D-A-N-A, is the number to call and we'll we'll start working again please have your patience with steve because it's just him uh i don't think that i don't think they got anybody else in there with him today so he's like running around doing everything so give him a little give him a little patience and we'll 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 let some we'll let some stuff build up here as we like roll start rolling into headlines and all of that stuff but 
I mean, there's this is all you know, I bring this stuff up and I, I because this is a fight that we're going to have to have. Otherwise, it's going to come to a head in this 2024 primary. I, I already see it building. You know, I already see it building. So, I mean, that's, you know, it is what it is. Liz Cheney loses badly in Wyoming. The Fed says inflation is not going anywhere. And former CIA director Michael Hayden has a ridiculous take on the Republican Party. I'm Greg Columbus. Join Jim Garrity of National Review and me each weekday for the Three Martini Lunch podcast. We'll give you the good, bad, and crazy news of the day for conservatives and hopefully a lot of laughs too. Join us. Follow the Three Martini Lunch on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. And we have our phone lines loaded. We're going to be going to our callers here right after headlines as well. You don't want to miss. So first up here, in the middle of our second hour, first up, this, um, I don't know how this works. So the there's a song on Janet Jackson's Rhythm Nation album that actually can crash certain models of laptops because the tune apparently has the same frequency as what some hard drives give off. What? Yeah. I. Why do you want to try that? To see if it works. It's a big, well, I don't think you have an older model. They say that it's several older computers, actually. They said that the crashing laptop laptop is similar to how glass shatters when exposed to certain sounds and that the and the sound released from a source carries the invisible vibration, blah, 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 blah. So they said it was revealed by Microsoft's principal software engineer, Raymond Chen. And he said that the song's frequency um, and it's I think it's um, I'm trying I'm trying to remember what song it was on their album. Anyway, it was one of the songs on the album. They said that it actually does this kind of interesting. I don't recommend doing it if you have like an older. I mean, what if? I mean, I don't know if it hurts it or whatever, but you know. Uh, in San Francisco, remember those trash cans we were telling you about a couple of years ago? Okay, well, it's been four years, and the cost went from ten to twenty. What takes four years and to make and cost more than twenty thousand dollars? A San Francisco trash can. They spent that much money per can, uh, six trash cans sitting on their street they actually just put them out this summer because they said overflowing trash cans were a problem so they hired a bay area industrial firm to custom design these trash cans that cost taxpayers like you know twenty thousand dollars each and residents they could evaluate them along with three off-the-shelf options oh my gosh but all the needles and feces everywhere that's okay all right, we asked for your calls. You're on the call lines. We're going to go to you and get your thoughts on all the Cheney, Pence, GOPE. Stick with us. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the program. In the middle of our second hour here this Friday, phone lines are packed. We've been talking about all of this stuff this week with the, this was in, in the wake of the just Cheney destruction in on tuesday and how she and some of these other i would call them gope like e for establishment these people who have they have the policies and the tone that they're time stamped for like the late 90s early aughts of the party and it's not something that resonates with voters anymore and they blame trump for that without realizing that trump didn't create the voters the voters created trump I mean, that's you're, you're not going to just get that's the party has irrevocably changed 
And if the people who don't think that that can't happen, I mean, I would like for them to talk to a John F. Kennedy Democrat. This it happens. And that's and they have not recognized that. So what are we going to be expecting in 2024? And I'm curious as to your all's thoughts on this. These people coming out of the woodwork trying to act as bouncers now for the quote unquote principles, which I thought were lower taxes, etc., of the Republican Party. We'll start on line two with Phil, who's calling in from Cleveland. Phil, happy Friday to you. Welcome to the program. What are your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I think uh, the Republican Party, I think it's one of the best parties. It's for the working people who want to work. Yeah, that's what the polls are looking like. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think it's just crazy what the, the Democrats are coming up with. It's just insane. And, and that's what, I mean, when you're going to, you know, to vote and when you're considering your ballot, you know, you're, I mean, obviously, I'm just assuming, but the things that are at the top of your mind that are at the top, I think, of everybody's mind, you're, you're looking at inflation, you're looking at how far your dollar's going, you're looking at jobs. I mean, those are the issues that are, are mattering the most to you, right? Correct. We're getting creamed with inflation, yeah. the price of everything. You know, I'm retired, and uh, <laughs> I was way better off a couple of years ago. Yeah. So when you hear some of these, whether it's from, you know, the Democrat side or whether it's from some of these Republicans that are kind of, you know, that we haven't heard from in a while or that are seeking relevancy now after they lost a a primary, when they're talking about, you know, Trump or authority within the party, I mean, that doesn't pay your bills, does it? No, not at all. Trump had things uh, singing along nicely, you know, even though he was a little rough around the edges. But, uh, you know, it's crazy now. Yeah, yeah, it is. Phil, I appreciate the call in and your thoughts on that. And that's, I mean, and that's the thing. It's, you know, I look at some of these people and there's, you're going to see a lot more of these editorials. I'm just, I'm wanting to get ahead of it because there's a lot of this that's going to be coming up as we start rolling past like two and past midterms. All these people are going to start coming out of the woodwork because they think that this is the time to seize on this. We have Lorraine online four, who I believe might be also Lorraine, moderator of our chat. Lorraine, welcome to the welcome to the program. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Hi. Yeah, I am. I am the chat moderator and YouTube chat wanted me to call in and say hi. Um, yes. There's a big group of we us appreciate out there who really do. love your show. I really love your show and really love what you're doing out there. It, it gives us such a great place to get together, be a community. Um, I want to say personally, I think that um, the GOP, you were talking about the GOP's ad game in response mm. to Fetterman and the whole, like, chasing the guy down. Yeah, their ad game has been garbage for a long time because there's no way Hank Johnson should still be in office. They should have Guam will capsize playing on a loop <laughs> over there in Georgia. Okay. I don't know what they do. That's, what do they do with they this really audio? Yeah, what do they do with these I videos, Lorraine, that they get? This is, that's like free ad. That's like a free reel. That's free video. Yeah, I know. It's so it's it's so ridiculous. And and I'm I've been fed up with them for a long time because in my area, they just don't even care. There's there's not even a, a competition for any of the local races out here at all. And um, we we did have a GOP governor, Larry Hogan. He's on his way mm-hmm. out. Watch out for him because he's going to want to run for president. Don't vote for this fool. Um, I w- <laughs> he's, he's currently trying to sabotage. The, the guy who won the GOP candidacy for, for governor, Dan Cox, he's mm-hmm. out there calling Dan Cox mentally unstable and everything else because, because uh, he doesn't like that Dan Cox like Donald Trump. 
Oh, for the love. Yeah, because apparently yeah. liking someone who brought in lower taxes and a stronger foreign policy, that that means you're a fascist, I think. Now, words have no meaning anymore. One last quick thing, exactly. Lorraine, while you're on the phone. This, I, I'm curious, you know, your thoughts and, and the chat room's thoughts, too, about this messaging that we're seeing from some of these, and I just call them GOPE. I don't know what else to call them. These, these, they want to come back and like act like they're the babysitters of this, you know, way bigger Republican Party now. I mean, I would say it's definitely coalition or big tent, however you want to call it. While everybody else, you know, we were talking to Phil who called in, while everybody else is worrying about, you know, how far their dollar is going to go, what energy costs are going to look like this year. I don't even want to know that. Um, you have, you know, these other folks saying, well, uh, you know, we just can't have Trump and they just seem to be power jockeying and not speaking to anything that voters are talking about. I don't I don't think that voters are going to they don't care about the power jockeying, do they? No, 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 no. We don't care about that. We're looking at the fact that like my food bill has gone up uh, over 200 percent already. And I mean, I'm feeding teenagers, so this is ridiculous. And I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. I'm, I'm now living in the red because I just can't I can't do it. And, you know, and they're out there worrying about jockeying for power and trying to dish. I mean, honestly, like, I I like Donald Trump. I, I didn't vote for him the first time because I was a little concerned, you know, but I voted for him the second time. And, you know, if he if he was to run again, I would probably vote. Before the raid, I would have said, mm, no. But I would probably vote for him, even though I really don't want him to run, because I think it's just going to be like as soon as he declares and as soon as he wins the nomination, they're going to find a way to impeach him again. It's just going to be ridiculous. I really want him to just keep taking the arrows so that DeSantis can kind of fly under the radar for a little while longer. Mm -hmm. But I would just I would love to see Trump on the debate stage with Cheney, Pence and Hogan. Oh, my goodness. I would that, that would be I would pay for that pay-per-view. That would be amazing. I I would I would actually yes, I would I would pay for that. I would I would pay to be in the audience. Normally they just give you out tickets. Lorraine, I appreciate you calling in and I appreciate what you and the chat do. Thank you so much. 844-344 Dana, the number to join the program. And that's it. I thought that was interesting the point she made. She was one of those who Trump hesitant. But and, and look, for, for the first time when he was running, especially during the primary, I think after the primary, you know, you go to you go to you play the, the hand you're dealt with you, you, whatever cards you're given, you play the hand you're dealt. And a lot of people were very I would I was my concern was in the beginning during the primary for 2016. He didn't have a voting record. You didn't know you you had nothing to measure. And that's totally understandable. Look at all the stuff we were dealing with. Well, now, obviously, you have a he's got a record. I don't know all these people like the Cheney's and the. Whoever else they are, the, you know, David French's and everybody else. What what is the objection? The mean tweets? Would you you mean you would rather he didn't do everything under the table like Hillary Clinton did with FISA and all this other stuff and spying on people. He just told you to your face you were a son of a gun. I mean, that's what he did. Whether you hate him or love him, he didn't do that, you know, kind of that under the table stuff like Clinton did. I mean, it's just it's just bizarre. Uh, I want to let's go to Joe on line five calling in from that state, Pennsylvania, where everybody's watching the Senate race right now. Joe, thanks for calling in. Happy Friday to you. Thank you, you lovable curmudgeon. I'm in Northeast PA, and I want to know why I don't hear any ads for Dr. Oz lately. All I keep hearing is uh, that turd Fetterman. And you you uh, (laughs) were. 
Well, you and I don't like Dr. Oz. Greg Kelly from Newsmax and Trump do, which and I have no idea why. And I was just wondering, how is Dr. Oz doing? Do you do you well, know anything? Is he holding? I, I no no actually uh, he's not. I let and, and Joe, God love you. I appreciate you calling in. He's not. In fact, the piece that I wrote this morning, I had a couple. I had the RCP average. The other poll. Let me pull this up. The other poll uh, that he was. And this was an it really was a Republican polling firm or it was a Republican firm that that commissioned the poll. Let me correct that. And the it's even worse. So the RCP average, I think, had Fetterman plus eight. But the public opinion strategies, which is the Republican firm, and this was out just a few days ago on the 16th. They did this for Pittsburgh Works Together and it showed Big leads for Democrats in the Pennsylvania Senate and the governor's races. Now, this showed Fetterman plus 18 over Oz. And that's when NBC had reported that the ad spending, I'm pulling this up, and this is from August 11th, that since the May 17th primary, Fetterman's campaign spent almost $4.5 million on TV and digital ads. And that's from the tra- ad tracking firm Ad Impact. Oz's campaign just spent $17,000 only on digital ads. Now, this is from May, since the May primary till now. And then his campaign did a joint buy with the uh, NRSC of just under a million dollars. Now, the NRSC, that's the National Republican Senatorial Committee, they help the Republican senators in their races in the general. And Rick Scott is the chairman of that. So it's, yeah, there's, there's, he's not hearing any ads. Our friend's not hearing any ads because he's for, for us because they're not buying them. Now, whether that's NRSC or his campaign, uh, I think that that, I know that there's some pieces coming out that pe- where people are looking at that. Uh, Selena Zito did a really good job uh, up there looking at some of the Fetterman stuff. But I, I mean, that, you deserve an answer on that. Let's go to, we got some time left here. Let's go to Robbie calling in from North Carolina this Friday on the Dana Show. Robbie, welcome to the program. Hello, Dana. This is Robbie. And uh, first of all, I'd like to say it is a pleasure to actually talk to you. Well, we're glad you called in. What do you make all this stuff? It says here on my screen that that you were, your perspective was on Cheney. I'm curious as to your thoughts. That's what we're, that's what we're getting today. Well, I'd like to state that I have not now, nor have I ever been to Wyoming, but uh, I'm glad that Cheney lost only because only because I I just do not want another dynasty in the White House. I don't think anybody else does either. Mm, yeah, I and see that is that was the biggest hesitancy. Let me ask you this before before I let you go, Robbie, calling in from North Carolina. Have you heard what have you heard more of from her? Um, it, whether it's she's condemning the tax bill. Have you heard anything from, about, from her condemning the tax bill or talking about uh, the policies from the administration that have contributed to inflation or the recession? Or has it all just been her being mad at you know the, the previous president? I think it's all her being mad at the previous president. And I actually did do a video on YouTube for this. Uh, and let's see. And, yeah, I make fun of her and probably use language you couldn't use on the show. But uh, and also this is a little sidebar. I'm actually mm-hmm. voted me the uh, president of the uh, chat room. Ah, excellent. The did, 
I think the reason they did this is because I'm quick with a quip, fast with a dirty joke, and I don't know. They just love it. Oh, that's good. I see they got their own government now in the chat. Like they're organizing. They got their own. <laughs> their own. They're gonna have their own currency at next. Robbie, I appreciate the call in. Eight four four three four four Dana is the number to join the program. We got Florida man on the way, and we've opened up our phone lines for the first time in a long time. We're getting your calls in on all of this stuff that's happening with the GOPE kind of coming out of the woodwork. There's going to be a collision before 2024 uh, once again between grassroots and some of these people who are self-appointed bouncers of the Republican Party. They say that it's about principles. Our principles are lower taxes, strong foreign policy, life, strong Second Amendment. So where do they differ from us on? What are they talking about? We're getting your thoughts on this. 844-344-DANA. The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game-changing Caltech innovation, like the P-50, a new breed of pistol. Innovation, performance, Caltech. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Woohoo! And we got more of your phone calls coming up. I appreciate your all's patience. Hang on those lines. We open up phone lines to get your all's thoughts in. We got a couple minutes here. So we got our Florida man. This is not how a joke starts, but it could be. A man walks into a South Florida bar with a grenade. You're like, where's the punchline? There's not one. That's the, that's the thing. That actually happened. It's a bar in Wilton Manors. It took place on Tuesday night, a little after 9 p.m. A patron at the corner bar, feel like they needed John Taffer intervention for a better name. They got a grenade and placed it on the bar. Was was that like how he was asking for a drink? Because that's actually kind of, it's kind of cool. It's kind of B.A. I got to say, no, don't do that. Fellow customer, customer whose name is actually amazing, Daryl Darling. I don't know of any more of any name that is more amazing than that. He served in the Marine Corps. He decided to distract the man. He goes, I bought him a drink. It was all part of the plan. And he got the guy talking, got him relaxed. The owner called the cops, got people out of the establishment. Darling said that he was oblivious. And then the cops arrived. They searched him. The grenade was hollowed out. So it's a dummy. And Darling goes, well, it looked very well. Oh, because it was. I mean, when you, I have a cane. I mean, I got one on my desk. It's hot. I mean, not real. It's hollowed out and it's, you know, platinum. But, you know, so, but same thing. I get it. Uh, the man was apparently emotionally disturbed. He was taken to a mental health facility, as per police report, and his identity was not realized. And so the man told officers, apparently his words were, quote, he was destroyed by the recent deaths of close friends. So that guy, Daryl Darling, the guy who, uh, the Marine, God love that guy, because, man, he saw it, and he's like, I'm just going to slide in here, and we're going to get all this situated. He handled that like a boss. Someone give him a key to the city. He should get free drinks forever at that bar. Man, make it happen. Come on. And also, what a great last name. What a great name, period. So, uh, mm. <sighs> this Florida woman was on an inflatable paddleboard. There's your first problem. Inflatable paddleboard. Second problem is that she's out in the same water where another giant alligator killed and ate another gator right in front of her. Now, instead of rocketing herself to shore, Florida woman Tammy Shaw took a video. (laughs) She was able to get back to shore, and then she uploaded the video to Alligators of Florida, according to uh, NIX News. And she said that it was titled Gator Eating Alligator Silver Springs. 
So that is, and she is the video. She lived to tell the tale. Dude, it's like right in front of her and absolutely terrifying. Stick with us. We're going back to the phone lines after this. 844-344-DANA. This is the Russia hoax team. This is the same people that are involved there. Strzok, Lisa Page, you know, all these individuals have tainted the FBI. And these are the same individuals that have been going after Donald Trump since the day he came down that escalator. And it will not stop as long as he's leading in the polls. This is a quote from that's a soundbite from one of Trump's attorneys, Alina Haba. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. We're going to the phones in just a second to set you up. What she's saying is exactly right because it was reported clear, real clear investigations had this story yesterday. The same unit that is running the FBI's investigation of Trump in the Mar-a-Lago, all of that stuff. They are the same unit behind the Marussia collusion thing that used the Christopher Steele dossier that the FBI didn't even, they wouldn't verify. Paul Sperry had that story. Now, on this note, because we've been talking about not just this, the FBI and the unaccountability and all of this other stuff, where has the condemnation been from the people like the Liz Cheney's and these, you know, the, the folks that are writing all of these op-eds now in The Hill and in Washington Post and elsewhere, where they make a big thing, I'm leaving the Republican Party. I can't, for, for what reason? Oh, because of January 6th, a roundly condemned breakaway riot. You, I'm going to tell you, and I said this on social media a little bit ago, for all of the talk about this, the same people that call a roundly condemned breakaway riot and quote-unquote insurrection, they were very curiously quiet about all this stuff that we just talked about. In 2016, the inaugural riots, then the assaults, the attempted murder of a Supreme Court justice, the FISA abuse, the doctored emails. That paints a much larger picture of an insurrection than anything else. And with that, let's go to the phones. 844-344-DANA. Nick is calling in on line two from Massachusetts. And it says here on my screener, he's hitting this FBI raid too, right as we were sharing this soundbite from Trump's attorney. Nick, happy Friday. Welcome to the program. What up, Dana? How are you doing? Thanks for taking my call. All right, a couple quick points. Now, that whole crew you're talking about, the, the Russia hoax crew, all of them, the um, the Russia hoax crew, mm-hmm. uh, listen, I think they went into Mar-a-Lago to clean up their mess because Trump could declassify all of their crimes from... Um, Benghazi to what they did in Syria, the whole Russia hoax papers, uh, ISIS stuff. They are going, I think they went there to take all of um, their stuff to clean up on their mess. Now, another thing, I live in Boston, but this white supremacy thing, it's a lie. It's a melting pot here. We're probably the only blue state that has not spiked in crime, if you think about it, because we really haven't. I wanted to make that point real quick. But, yeah, I think they went there to clean up their own mess and get all of the stuff. Because President Trump, he he declassified everything that that was in that house. I guarantee it. Yeah, he had the statutory authority, too. Yeah, and there's there's some serious um, corruption crimes right in plain sight 
um, that Cash Patel and Devin Nunes blew mm-hmm. up. They, they blew it to pieces. But I yeah. think there's a lot more stuff from the Obama regime, like like I said, stuff from Benghazi, what they, oh, they yeah. arm and all those terrorists in Syria. Uh, That's ISIS an interesting point. Yeah, Nick, I appreciate you calling in, my friend. Thank you. And love that Boston accent, too. That's a really interesting point. By the way, they had uh, more more information coming out about how much uh, all that material, all the military equipment that Biden left behind in Afghanistan, how much that actually cost us. It's I don't want to I don't want to put you in a bad mood for your weekend. But that's I mean, that's and that was what the argument was. Remember in the very beginning and they were saying, oh, he's got classified information. But Trump had said that he when he, he had declassified the information that he had when he was president. Furthermore, as we detailed earlier, the when they take information from the White House and while president, they have that statutory authority. That's one of the one of the uh, powers that the president of the United States has when they when they move to their residence, they take with them certain things and it is secured for them secret service is there with them and it's secured for them so the whole thing they just that was a red herring when they threw that out so there's and it it does i mean it makes people ask well why did they have to do it that way very interesting 844-344 dana as well uh let's uh get in james's online four calling in from kansas james happy friday to you welcome to the program what do you make all of this stuff why don't we hear uh, more from, you know, like the Cheneys and the Pences and some of these other GOPE people as we're rolling into, you know, midterms in 2024. Why aren't they speaking out more about these abuses? Because if they can do something like this to somebody who's a former president, what about to the rest of us? You know, uh, Dana, by the way, thanks for taking my call. I'm glad you're taking calls now. Uh, you know, the, uh, the thing about it is, is uh, you've heard the term, uh, when you seek vengeance, dig two graves. Well, what's really yeah. happening, I think, a lot of these people that are like Cheney and and the others that are uh, vengeful against Trump, it's, you know, they're really probably eventually going to ruin their own careers because of the way they're talking about Trump constantly. And by the way, I did want to mention that I want to thank God that I'm not a gamer. I can't, I don't need any more roadblocks for the ladies. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> the uh, other thing is uh, I was doing some research and I found that the woke is the acronym for whacked out kooky eccentrics. Mm, I like that. And, I'll uh, take that. Yeah. And that uh, the K is, of course, uh, kooky. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, um, I, I, I go with that. I would go with it. And, and it's and it's true. It really is. I mean, I have conversations with friends. A couple of them are liberals. And then a, a gal that I hired was a liberal. And one consistent theme with each one of them is they're uninformed. They mm. don't, we, that is Republicans or people on this side of the fence, see the, or hear, see and hear the information, all the information, and they don't know what's going on. For example, my brother, he didn't know anything about critical race theory. He didn't know that uh, Black Lives Matter was a Marxist group. He, Interesting. I mean, and, and a friend of mine, I mentioned that, uh, or a lady worked for me, rather, I mentioned that over 2 million people have crossed the southern border, and she said that's not possible. You know, so they're just Oh, it's possible. Well, <laughs> oh, I yeah. Actually used, I uh, looked the synonym up for um, uninformed, and mm. those words that match up with that explain how do we communicate this information? Because all the the uh, Republican stations or the conservative stations, we're conversing with each other primarily. 
how do we get to these people on the other side that aren't informed and aren't actually don't know what's going on? That's the million dollar question. Let's talk about that. James, I appreciate you calling in. That's uh, and that's that's a good question, because here's I think one of the big, big things that sep- that is actually contributing to this. And it is the idea of whom who it is that you trust. So think about it. One of the reasons why we as you know, whether you're a Republican or conservative, and I identify myself as you know conservative. One of the reasons that we believe what we do and we want to read everything that we can and we want to check out and verify this or that is because we don't trust the people that are giving it to us. You know, like when the, for instance, just look at everything that happened with lockdown with the CDC. This is like, you know, to James's point, this really is the driving factor. You had people out there who believed their government to the point that they turned on members of their own family if they didn't wear a face mask or they would, they would drop relations any relationship or associations with friends if they didn't get an injection they believed wholeheartedly what the government was telling them because the government can be trusted the government is the authority the government is where we can get trustworthy information but yet we know that i mean later they came back and said that they knew that the stuff didn't work but they just you know they were doing it anyway i mean essentially they were essentially they were using it as a behavioral tool this is why we question things so part of james's point on that is there's a fundamental break between trust and who we view as authority. And people that are more on the left really view government as the ultimate authority and they trust them and people on the right really don't. And that's, you know, we really believe that that's actually in keeping with the spirit of our country because we didn't trust King George and we did our own thing and we put all these checks and balances in there because we still didn't trust each other and ourselves even after forming this republic. And the second part is because people don't like to be wrong. It, it feels great to feel like you're right all the time. It's, it is mind-bending for people to realize that they have been wrong on certain issues. This is why I say that people who have been on the left and who end up coming over to the right, they, it takes a lot of... Uh, self-awareness and a lot of humility to do that the left views disagreement as a personal attack whereas the right views disagreement as you're disagreeing with this set of data that i either support or don't support and i don't view as being part of myself and that is another fundamental misunderstanding or a fundamental difference rather in how I think the right and the left approach stuff. And I think those two factors drive all of it. I mean, the, the way at this point, because everything is becoming so siloed, I mean, and think about it, as, because cable news is wanes, everything is, you know, people start going to where they feel, especially when times are uncertain, where they, they feel people that they can trust. And it becomes more and more siloed. I mean, it takes time and it takes persistence and conversation. I mean, there's no easy answer to it. But I think understanding the two things that really drive that go a long way in helping to remedy it. And as Kane says, it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled because people don't want to admit that they that means that there's admission of a weakness that somebody got through their defenses. No way could they not have caught that. It takes a lot to get through that. It's just as much as psychological as it is spiritual, really. 
Uh, I think I got a couple more minutes, right? Yeah, I got a couple more. I got. Do, do I have time? Do I have time? Okay, I'm gonna go. Let's go. One. Let's get Billy and calling him from Louisiana. Line five before we go to break here. Is he draw? Okay, eight four four three four four Dana. We're taking your calls throughout the remainder of the show. We've opened the phone lines for the first time in a long time. Getting your thoughts about all of this stuff. I want to know what how you feel about stuff going into 2024, especially as all these kind of establishment folks are coming out of the woodwork because it feels like they're power jockeying and you're worrying about paying your bills, right? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So the State Department is warning U.S. travelers of a kidnapping risk in Mexico. They've released notice warning U.S. citizens of the risk of violent crime, including possible kidnapping, urging them to exercise precautions if they choose to travel the country. Now, they said that they've outlined restrictions to employees, blah, blah, blah. They said that they had do not travel advisory on six states in Mexico because of crime and kidnapping. And they're also citizens were to reconsider travel to a number of additional states, uh, including uh, Sonora, Durango, uh, Baja, California, and others. So there's been a lot of cartel action. I think the cartels are fighting. Oh my gosh. Home sales have plunged 20% from one year ago as high mortgage rates and inflation spur a housing recession. But we were told everything was temporary and transitional. Sales of US, of existing U.S. homes dropped for the sixth straight, straight month in July. The number of transactions was down 5.9% from June and 20.2% from a year ago. The things that are putting a damper on buyer demand, inflation, higher mortgage rates. Said one industry economist, quote, we're witnessing a housing recession. Now, interestingly, prices still remain what they were despite a growing slower rate. So July's median sale price of $403,800 was up 10.8% from one year ago. But it turned into, now it's it's the buyer's market. Also, candy-colored fentanyl pouring across the border. Anything that is, look, this it just looks like cheap candy don't even eat cheap candy man i don't even do that rainbow colored fentanyl pills resembling candy and sidewalk chalk are coming in from over the border in fact 15 over 15,000 of these rainbow colored fentanyl pills were seized wednesday it was they were strapped to somebody's leg at the nogales point of entry along the u.s mexico border and arizona and this is the second consecutive day that they found these so they think that there's a ton of these that are coming over and they're they're thinking it's starting a trend with transnational criminal organizations targeting kids or teenagers. Well, same thing, kind of. Uh, just wild. So, yeah, don't eat cheap-looking candy at all. Ugh. And then also, this report, the Royal Air Force, I don't really care about RAF, but this is Wokery, they stopped hiring white dudes to keep up with diversity quotas, according to Daily Wire, and the female head of recruiting quitted and qu- quitted. The female head of recruiting quit in protest. This is the British Royal Air Force. They hit an effective pause for all jobs being offered to white male recruits because they want diversity quotas instead. And the female head of recruiting, God love her, she quit in protest of this. We got more in store. 844-344-Dana. We've opened up phone lines today and we're going back to those phone lines next. Stick with us. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. 
If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. I don't think Donald Trump, I think he likes the idea of claiming he wants it open. It's like he's got the video of them doing the search. He hasn't released that. He had the inventory of what they took. He didn't release that. He is trying to have it both ways. And I wish the people who follow him so slavishly would get a clue here. He doesn't want that released or his lawyer would have said so in court. Well, he actually, they they said they wanted it all released. He doesn't control the redaction of the documents and he can't unseal the affidavit for the warrant that's Claire McCaskill. yeah that's claire mccaskill on what i don't know what she's on welcome back to the program i don't even know why she's she's been in office for a long time she has no chance in hell of ever being in elected office again that woman hates me she yelled at me one time i was in a i was in a, a press pool and i asked her a question and she <laughs> hated me yelled at me uh, a couple of things. We're going to go to the phones here in just a second because we've been getting your phone, your your feedback throughout the show. I'm just all the GOPE stuff. Why is there like why is no one speak? Voters have very real reasons to raise. They they have legitimate concerns about all these abuses that they've been seeing. The Mar-a-Lago thing was just you know more of it. Now I got to share. I want to share this quick headline with you. As we lead up into phones here, New York's 9-11 Museum is going to close down permanently because of coronavirus revenue loss. The, the 9-11 Tribute Museum permanently closed blocks away from where the Twin Towers stood as we're rolling towards 9-11. Holy wow. Is there a more iconic snapshot of what is happening right now? politically in the United States than this. Hmm? Now, in addition to this, we got, uh, what's his face? One of those terrorists. I can't say it unless I'm saying it in my head like a Key and Peele when they were on the plane. Terry's getting froggy. The One of the British Beatles that they called Ringo, he is going to be now in jail for the rest of his life over the kidnap and murder of four hostages. He's the one who he bit, they beheaded James Foley on, on camera. And he was extradited to the United States from Britain. And as long as he did not get the death penalty, that's then they would agree to the extradition. You mean like all of his victims got the death penalty? I'm sorry. Who made that deal? See, this is why I cannot be president. I would have made the deal just to get him, and then I would have turned around and said, I had my fingers crossed behind my back, not happening, and I'd have just popped him right there. But that's, you know. I, I What, again, so iconic. So he's going to be in jail for, where taxpayers are got to take care of him for the rest of his life? For real? Man, adding insult to injury. 844-344-DANA is the number to join the program. And all of this week, this really kicked up after we saw Cheney lose Tuesday. I, I, as I've said, there is this, there's a collision course coming as we get towards 2024. And it's a collision course where we have all of these, you know, GOPE types that want to lecture you about my principles. And not one of them has been able to answer this question because I've had a number of them back channel try to argue with me. Uh, you know, saying that, you know, this is about principles. Okay, well, what? Lower taxes, life, strong 2A, uh, deregulation. Like, what, what are you talking about? 
parental rights? Like, what do we what, what right do you not believe in those? Because then you're just a Democrat. What principles are you talking about? They can't answer. I mean, at some point, you just got to admit you're a Democrat. I don't get it. Their hatred for one dude got them to to become a Democrat. I, it's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. 844-344-DANA, the number to join the program. Online four. Jamie calling in from my home state of Missouri. Happy Friday to you, Jamie. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you, Dana? Doing well. What, what do you make of all this? What are your thoughts on all this, Wayne, in, especially after Tuesday and that, that very interesting loss? Well, my, my father was a newspaper man for nine years, my first nine years of my life, and he taught me to always look and study both sides, and that I always have since I was young. Uh, as far as Liz Cheney getting booted out, uh, I'm, I was tickled to death. I waited up till late to see if it happened. <laughs> and I, knew, I, I just knew it was. Uh, and uh, as well as Roy Blunt in Missouri here, I want him out of office because he d- does not do nothing for our state at all. So I always want to let you know we do have some illegals that have come up near a, a town up above me. And they go to the Walmart parking lot, and they have, like, two kids and a dog with the sign. Well, a friend of mine went and stopped and told them, well, you know, you can come to my house, and I can give you some work to do, and then maybe I know somebody else and get you a job. He says, I make $1,000 a day park myself in this van on the parking lot. I'm in the wrong and, business, man. Yeah, that that is not right, you know. And I understand we do have some people. We have some veterans in Springfield that are income, and they stand on the side of the road. But as far as it, the election goes, just just everybody just get out and vote. Go mm, vote yes. and get these people out and start believing that we can get this country back. And uh, and I'm I'm scared too sometimes, but. Tell you what, I it, the bad the bad's coming out and the good's going to overpower it. So I think that's we're gonna the be way to do fine. it. Yeah. Yes, so. ma'am. I agree, Jamie. I appreciate the call in, and that's true. And and folks do need to get out and vote. I always thought it was interesting, especially after that special election in Georgia. We talked about this before. I felt like one of the biggest best tricks that Democrats ever pulled was trying to convince people that their votes didn't matter. And they were doing that in Georgia. It wasn't really just, it was, and Republicans bought it. Republican politicians, some even bought it. And then look what happened. People didn't show up, especially in Marjorie Taylor Greene's district. Lowest turnout in years in that district. People just didn't show up because they were convinced their votes didn't matter. So without even having to steal anybody's votes, Democrats took people's votes. I mean, it was, don't ever make it easy for your opposition. 844 844- Three four four Dana online five Nancy calling in from South Carolina the GOPE the establishment Nancy I want to ask you this have you heard from any of these people that want to be the bouncers for the Republican Party and they talk about these principles that they won't articulate which much I guess is different from our principles have they have you heard any of them talking about the FISA abuses or inflation or the recession or anything that has anything to do with you paying your bills. 
No, in fact, you know, as you pointed out earlier, um, it seems like these types are the ones that just completely ignore the wishes of their constituents and go to uh, Washington and become part of what some people call the deep state, what others call the permanent political class, uniparty, people that are interested in preserving certain institutions. And in the case of Liz Cheney, I would say that's definitely the military industrial complex. You know, that was the one place in which she deviated from Trump. She voted with him like 90% of the time. And other than being like butthurt from some of his insults, um, the real rub, I think, was the fact that he went against her family's bread and butter. You know, I mean, Mm. I I think it's interesting. Nobody's asking the question, hey, Liz, how come you were worth seven million six years ago when you took office and now you're worth 42 million? What happened there? Yeah, exactly. I got to find out how what work that is, Kane. That's another thing we got to look into. Ooh, Jamie, I appreciate that. That's uh, or Nancy. I'm sorry. Nancy from South Carolina. God bless you. Appreciate you calling in. That's a good point that Nancy just made. Nancy made a good point because she said she was especially as it related to uh uh, foreign policy and military action. And I noted in the piece that I wrote earlier this week, it, it, you had Liz Cheney who was saying that, oh, it's about, uh, Republican Party's about Trump, uh, cult of personality. And then she has her dad. She's talking about Trump, uh, a cult of personality. She has her dad come in to do an ad for her. And she's not even talking about any of these abuses that that we're all concerned about. The, uh, the FBI, by the way, abuses that were actually made a little easier thanks to the Cheney-backed Patriot Act. I just find all of that ironic. You know, and then nothing says, nothing really serves your argument of calling someone else egomaniacal while you compare yourself to Abraham Lincoln. By the way, he lost only to a Democrat, not to another Republican in a primary, yep. in, a, in a state that he won plus 40 last time so just you know just got to put that out there i mean just it's just it's crazy 844-344 dana is the number of the program and i i do think that as i said as the as we get as we go towards midterms because all of this posturing is trying to just democrats trying to mitigate the losses that they're going to have the senate is going to be tough though one quick thing, and we're going to go back to the phones. I'm giving Steve a little catch-up time here, and I appreciate y'all's patience because he's just, he's, oh, God love you. You're just juggling everything. You're running around back there. I wanted to share this, this poll, actually two of them. In Wisconsin, there is a progressive who is leading Ron Johnson. How is this happening? Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson is about as conservative as they come. And it's 50 to 46. So it's above margin of error. Ron Johnson is a two-term Republican. That's an, he's an incumbent. This is in Wisconsin. I mean, this is a state that has had a lot of favorable Republican polling when you're looking at you know, nationwide things. And then, you know, we're talking about um, Pennsylvania and, and ad buys. So there was a group... That just dropped an ad in Pennsylvania. And the Senate, and this was, that was one, one of their 
uh, political polls, they had they have Fetterman. Oh man, it's bad. They have Fetterman plus eleven. This is another poll. So this is two polls where Fetterman's like plus is like plus ten, plus eleven, and then one of the Republican polling firms that had him plus eighteen, and then there was like a lefty group that uh, they they've been doing another ad buy in there. This it's just wild. The other thing too is that, and I played this audio earlier. McConnell is trying to. I feel like blunt some of the expectations for the Senate. And it's wild because when I was looking at the reactions to this, I saw people saying it's because he wants to lose the Senate. And some people were saying that he's trying to make Democrats secure in what they're doing. So they don't really try to do too much more. I don't know what it's a Rorschach test. However, people feel about McConnell, I think informs that. But I don't really the biggest problem are these bouncers who are coming in trying to, I think, control what they they're just they're, they want to control the republican party without standing without understanding the people who are in it now it is a much bigger tent 844-344-DANA is the number uh we got i believe dan online too calling in from colorado dan appreciate the call in happy friday what do you make all this um well so i was telling steve actually first of all that 9-11 memorial thing whiskey tango yeah. foxtrot man Right. I mean, I know you wow. and you and I are old enough to remember that day pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, Very clearly. It's it's still burned in my mind, but kind of going along with that, um, around the same time that was going on, um, I was in college at Colorado State, pursuing a criminal justice degree, and I st- I switched from English to criminal justice uh, halfway through freshman year. Mm-hmm. Knowing that English, all I could do was, you know, be a barista at Starbucks and criminal justice <laughs> when I got out of, right. when I got out of, the, right. when I got out of the military though, with a criminal justice degree, maybe I could actually be like law enforcement and so, or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so one of the required classes when I went into that, when I went to pursue that degree was called, um, something to the effect of law enforcement and ethics. And I took it junior year, and it was a great class. Our teacher had so much experience, and he gave us all these different scenarios. Some of them were crazy, mm-hmm. where it's like, I I don't know. That doesn't, huh, you really have to think about this. Right, you have anyway, to question. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he gave us all, like, a case where it was, like, three of us team up, and mine was really gray about using about using money to buy coffee. And then of course mm-hmm. the problem was, is every, everybody had literally pissed away the evidence. So, mm. you know, but, um, anyways, but they don't uh, offer the that anymore is was, what you were saying. No. Yeah. My, my junior year or my junior year, I took it senior year. They came out with new guidance gone, not a requirement. Wow. Which that's was a sad. shock and surprise and kind of made me mad. Exactly. Okay. Especially in this, in this, and we got to get moving. I, I appreciate you calling in though, Dan, and your patience too. But that's interesting that you say that because especially in the light of the whole defund the police and all that stuff, isn't that a course that you would need the most yeah. with everything, yeah. especially now after witnessing all the abuses federally? Yes, we have today in stupidity on the way as well. And I'm curious as to whether or not you guys want more calling more, a little bit more regularly. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And, of course, I'm reading that story, New York Post. Biden's building his own little beach house barrier. Someone might call it a wall. Hmm. Who's going to be paying for that? I'm curious. Interesting. It's going to be $500,000 to install fencing around his beach home. 
Hmm. We're going to dive into that more on Monday. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter over at Substack. Today's stupidity quickly, Kane. Uh, we don't have time to play the audio, but a Wisconsin Democrat Senate candidate. Her name is uh, Mandela Barnes. Oh, yeah. She's that progressive. She's actually leading in a yeah. race. That's crazy. She says that criminals commit crimes because they don't have another way to express themselves. Yeah. So she- it's an issue of expression is what it is. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's going up against, I think, Ron Johnson. This is crazy. Folks, it was great to talk with you this Friday. Have a great week, and we'll be back together again on Monday.